Hi, everybody. Chuck here. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know that we recently launched and more importantly, refreshed our site at A Healthier Michigan. You can find this podcast there along with other great health-related content by going to ahealthiermichigan.org. Now, this episode. This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 142. Coming up, we'll explore if there's any truth to the idea that 10,000 steps a day will improve our mental and physical health. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's a podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits that we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica, and every other week we sit down with a certified expert and we discuss topics that cover a myriad of items, I mean, from nutrition to fitness and a lot more. And on this episode, we're diving deep into maintaining a daily step goal. Are you tracking those steps? You know, is it 10,000? Is that the number we're all shooting for? Is it something, a magic that we're looking for in that 10,000? Well, joining us today is Marissa Jarrett, who is a well-being coordinator, also co-host for Blue Cross's virtual well-being sessions. It's good to have you back, Marissa. Thank you, Chuck. Happy to be here. Well, you know, I I know you live on a farm and I'm picturing your steps are being built running around chasing the chickens, probably not the honeybees. Do you chase a Tibetan yak? I mean, (laughs) what animals are you chasing there to build your steps? Yeah, I tend to stay away from the yaks, but uh, my my husband chases them quite often. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But we got plenty of things here to make sure I get my steps in. I'll bet you do. You know, this 10,000 number, it's a number that we've heard for a long time from various sources. So it's familiar to a lot of people, especially if you've ever gotten a fitness tracker, right? I've heard 7,500 was a magic number, then it was 10,000. So over the course of interacting with different experts over time, right here on this podcast, we've come to find out that exercise is very individual. Some of us can make up a lot of steps just in our daily activities. We don't really have to focus on going for power walks or something. So what makes this 10,000 number jump out? And is there something magic about it? You know, I don't think there's anything magic about it. It actually started as a marketing campaign back uh, ahead of the Tokyo Olympics back in, I think it was 1964. Mm. And the pedometer that they had made actually had the name Mano Pekai, I think, and uh, it stood for the Japanese number 10,000. And it kind of looked like an individual walking. So that's where it came from. But yes, you talked about it being in our fitness tractors. I think it just ends up being like a standard of measurement. So it is something to aim for, for healthy adults. When I dove into the research, I mean, you you are seeing benefits from simply taking 2000 steps. I've seen it go all the way up to 15. Somewhere in there, the steps seem to level off and plateau. But looking at some of the research the University of Sydney did, uh, for every 2,000 steps, they found a person could lower their risk of premature death incrementally by 8 to 11% all the way up to 10,000 steps. Now, you know, take into consideration, is it longevity, mortality, risk of chronic disease? What I found in the research was different steps leveled off or improved certain benefits. And what do you mean by different steps? You mean the pace, like jogging versus just going for a walk, or what do you mean? Uh, No, different steps that you accumulate throughout the day. So for example, for every 2,000 steps, you are lowering your risk of premature death by 8 to 11%. If you walk 3,800 steps a day, you lower your risk of dementia 
by 25%. So are you looking to lower your risk of dementia? Are you looking to reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease? 7,000 steps a day was linked to premature death, reduced chances of 50 to 70%. And then 8% or 8,000 steps, 8,000 steps a day lowered your risk by 51% for all cause of mortality. There's a threshold and there's a sweet spot as I dove in deeper to the research, you know, that led up to 10,000 steps. Well, you know, it's interesting. Just before we went to record today, I saw a headline, to be fair, I haven't opened the story, but talking about um, dementia risk and how sitting leads to increased dementia risk. We've seen other stories about, you know, sitting is the new smoking. So when you look at daily activity, even if it's walking around your house or you're taking a business call, there are ways to fit in steps that sometimes we don't think about, right? Absolutely. It is important. We were built to move. Movement is what gets the blood flowing. It's what sends oxygen up to our brain. You know, sedentary people maybe walking less than 2,700 steps a day can really see improvements in their health if they just add an additional 2,000 steps a day. You know, we may accumulate 5,000 steps just doing normal household activities, you know, doing our chores, doing our grocery shopping. So then if you add another 30 minutes of walking, and it doesn't have to be 30 minutes at a time. We're seeing a lot from the CDC that you can, you know, do two, five, 10 minutes, you know, as long as you're working up to a minimum of 30 minutes a day, that equates to about 4,000 steps. So now you've, you know, you're doing your normal chores, you're doing some grocery shopping, you're accumulating five. If you add a 30 minute walk, you're getting another 4,000 steps. So you're getting really close to that sweet spot I've read in the research of 10,000 steps. You know, like you said, taking little breaks during the day. (laughs) Well, yeah. And finding ways to do that. Well, and what's nice about those breaks, and I try this myself, is it breaks the monotony, right? You don't have to say, oh, it's another 30 minute walk. Having two dogs, that really helps me because they take me for a walk two to three times a day. I've got those dog walks and I've got general walking around the house. I know that I'm getting four to 6,000 steps a day. And then when I go out purposefully walking with my wife or whatever else I'm doing or by myself, I know I'm approaching that threshold, if not exceeding it or doing yard work, right? I don't have a farm, but there were days in the past month that I've gotten up to 18,000 steps goofing around with yard work. It doesn't take a lot, you know, especially when you get in the groove of doing something. And if you don't go out with the mindset that you have to accumulate steps, you'll get lost in the activity, especially if it's something you enjoy doing. And, you know, like you said, by the end of the day, you've racked up, you know, 18,000 steps. And it's not like you set out to do that. You were just busy, you know, spending time with your wife, letting your dogs take you for a walk. (laughs) Good thing for those dogs, right? (laughs) Well, you know, they're great for that. And they're they're both about 50 to 55 pounds. So it's not a joke. The the one little one, the little one that's like 50 pounds, she's going to take me for a walk without any questions. So it's all in my favor. Did you see anything in, in the research you looked into that allows us to give ourselves some grace about the daily steps? In other words, if we look at the whole congregate of the week, because you know my watch, which is tied to my phone for steps, will tell me what's happening for the whole week as well and what my averages are. So it does sort of give me some grace that if I did have a day where it's pouring rain or snowing or something's going on, Well, I know that for the week, man, I'm still averaging 10,000. Good job. Absolutely. And that's a good step count for somebody, for healthy adults 
to aim for. But if you're just starting out, you know, maybe you're only going to, you know, be accumulating four to 5,000 steps a day or seven to 8,000 steps a day. You need to consider your activity level. Yeah. You know, what I read in the research was you don't have to have 10,000 steps every single day. You know, again, it's something to aim for. But, you know, I was seeing, you know, the steps even increase as you, you know, as you look into the research, 15,000 steps a day correlated with a lower risk of metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, there was reduction in that. That seemed to be a little bit more when you even picked up your pace at walking. I think the whole idea really is to just get moving and fit it in wherever you can. If you don't hit 10,000 steps today, that's okay because there's benefits, you know, when you just hit, let's say, for example, you hit 7,000 steps a day. You, that's been linked to a 50 to 70% reduction in premature death. So, you know, what is it that you're going for? You know, 8,000 steps was associated with a 51% all-cause mortality reduction. And then if you bump that up to 12,000 steps, that had a 65% association with a lower risk for all-cause mortality. So, you know, I don't think we should get stuck on having that 10,000 ingrained in our head because it might be 10,000 today. It might be 7,500 tomorrow. It might be 18,000 20,000 over the weekend because we tend to be outdoors doing more things with friends and family. Well, you just mentioned the word pace, and I, I want to come back to this because it was just about a week ago my wife and I were streaming the series on the Blue Zones, right? And two of the places they highlighted where people are living to 100 years and more, generally, was Sardinia and also Okinawa in Japan. And when I watched those people walking, there's a cultural part of this as well, right? It's the older gentlemen are walking slowly, often with canes, but to be fair, sometimes up hills, straight up hills, especially in Sardinia. And they're kind of walking with their arms behind their back and they're chatting with a friend and it's kind of moseying, you know? And I know for me, I've always thought, man, if I'm not killing my knees and jogging or moving fast, I, I've got to get it going. Did you see anything in the research? Do you know about the idea of pace? Does it really matter how fast we're doing those 10,000 steps? You know, again, I think it's a good idea to include brisk walking with regular walking. Of course, longer walks are going to build your endurance. And like you mentioned, you know, they were climbing uphill, which is also going to be building their, their leg strength. What I found in the research was that brisk walking can substantially reduce a person's risk of developing type 2 diabetes. There was a, a study published last year in the Journal of uh, Diabetes Care that determined for every thousand steps a person takes, they have a 6% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes. So, you know, I also read that walking at a faster pace was linked to a lower risk for dementia, heart disease, and cancer and early death. So there is research out there that says walking briskly can have some additional benefits, but it's not something that you need to do all the time. You know, take a walk, add some brisk walking in every now and then, but then go back to your regular pace. And I'm, I'm guessing, I don't want to infer too much out of the research, but just anecdotally, it would seem that if you're a person that's getting 10,000 steps a day, there probably are other healthful things you're involved in, right? You, you may be losing some weight because you're in this constant movement pattern. You may be paying more attention to a good diet, right? It just seems like if you're involved in that mindset, there's the potential that you're also either starting or you already know certain healthful other activities and, and ways of living 
that are helpful to keeping you going to 100. Absolutely. I mean, you've got that walking regularly, you know, that can help with a body fat reduction if you're coupling that with a healthy eating lifestyle, you know, um, it lowers your blood pressure. It imp- you know, even just being outside can improve your mood. It can reduce your stress levels. Not to mention, going back to your Blue Zones comment, it's a social activity. So it allows you to get outside, meet new people, explore your community, maybe explore new communities. If you happen to be vacationing or visiting a friend who lives in a a different uh, town than you do, and even changing up your terrain, that can all add up to feelings of, you know, even accomplishment, you know, knowing that you've walked longer or you conquered steep inclines or stairs. Yeah. I want to talk to you, if, if you don't mind, a little bit of the personal stuff, because there you are. How many acres? Nine acre farm? Yes. Do you look at these numbers and do you relate to this or do you kind of wake up and go, ha, 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 ha I get 10,000 steps before 6 a.m. <laughs> because I'm on a farm? Personally, what do you see happening if you track at all your steps having a farm like that with all the animals? Oh, you know, I I try not to get hung up on a number. There'll be some days where I'm surprised by the number of steps I take, especially in the summer. I I like to walk up and down our driveway, which is about a quarter mile. And then if I take it to the back of the barn and back, you know, I might get a half a mile in. So I can, you know, I can rack up some pretty good steps, but I'm doing so much other stuff on top of that. You know, I'm riding my bike, I'm lifting weights, I'm, you know, watching what I'm eating. I'm playing with my grandchildren, I'm walking my dogs. So I'm not really getting caught up in the number. I'm just appreciative of the ability that I can move and that I feel good. And walking is an excellent way to increase our bone health. And as we get older, we start to lose, you know, we start to lose that. So it's, you know, very important to be out there and having that impact walking for as, you know, as often as we can. I also uh, am reminded because I've got a friend who's a manager at one of the big box, you know, stores. And he told me the number and I'm not quite sure but when you walk in the store, if you were to start at the corner where, you know, they check your ID when you come in and just go on a diagonal to the mm-hmm. other corner of the store, it was like a quarter mile, something crazy. And I thought, wow, I know we're all walking those steps, you know, to try to buy, our, you know, the apples over here and the chicken salad over there, or whatever else you're doing. But purposefully, as we start to approach a season where the weather can change and maybe prohibit some from getting out using a mall, the old idea of being a mall walker or walking a big box store, we do have opportunities, including our community centers, et cetera, which leads me to say, not because I want to be pompous about it, but it doesn't give me any excuses to weasel out of this idea of trying to move. And, you know, Chuck, we don't even have to leave our homes. You know, a lot of people will say, oh my gosh, it's raining outside or it's snowing. I mean, if you, you know, I tell people all the time, my laundry room is in my basement and I just have a ranch, so I don't have an additional, you know, set of stairs. But for people who live in a two-story home, if their, you know, laundry room is downstairs, I tell people when you do your laundry, take one piece up at a time and put it away. It's a good way to start accumulating additional steps in your house. When you're on the phone talking, you know, to family and friends, walk around your house. You know, now we're not tethered to, you know, those little curly cords attached to a wall anymore. You know, we have the ability to walk wherever we can. You know, if you have a treadmill or a bike, get lost in a movie, you know, put on the television. And, you know, I did that a couple of times during the winter last year. And even recently in the early mornings, I would just get on my bike and I'm able to 
log on to uh, Netflix and stream movies. And, you know, I'll, I'll spend, you know, 90 minutes on my bike as opposed to 20 minutes because I'm engaged in something and, you know, not worried about moving on to the next thing. So don't, don't, and even if you want to go outside, just be prepared for the weather, you know, make sure you've got a good pair of shoes or sturdy boots, you know, hats, gloves, get outside and even just five or 10 minutes in the fresh air will do, will do you really, you know, will really help improve your mood and just help your energy levels. You know, when you said that about, and I know it's true because I do the same thing. If I get on my bike and I'm watching something, even if I'm streaming it on my phone or something, time does evaporate. But I'm reminded of an old, it wasn't a cartoon. It was kind of a meme of connecting a cable to our TVs from our bikes or our treadmills that if you weren't walking, you couldn't watch it. Right. yeah, I know it's not going to happen, but I thought, wow, I, I can't really be a squirrel or a you know a hamster in a wheel. But that whole idea of of just moving while I'm watching that makes a lot more sense than sitting there and just eating popcorn or something, right? Absolutely, we were built to move. You know, I was talking to some people for one of the webinars we were doing on celebrating your life and living to a hundred. And what I liked about it is, I think we interviewed six or seven different people over the age of 65 up to almost 100. And they all had the same comment, keep moving. You have to keep moving as little as it is, even if it's just to your mailbox and back. And one of them, I, my favorite line was, if you, if you stop moving, you rust up. <laughs> <laughs> so you always want to keep moving. Well, the, the older I get, the more I realize. It's funny you say it that way, because I do kind of think of uh, using the stairs to the to the basement as oiling up the knees, yeah. Right, yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of ways that you can, you know, get your steps in without having to leave your house, you know, walking back and forth down your hallway, you know, walking up and down your steps. You just want to be mindful of where you're walking and that you have good supportive shoes on. And always, you know, you don't just want to get up. If, if you're not accustomed to walking 8,000 or 10,000 steps right now, you don't just want to get up and start walking it, you have to build up to that. You have to first, you know, appreciate where you are right now, take into consideration what your abilities is, you know, talk to your doctor always before starting an exercise program. But, you know, start slow, maybe start adding five, you know, 100 steps extra a day or a 1000 steps extra a day until you, you know, get to that point that you want to be at, whether it's, you know, 7800, 10,000, 12 or 15. Well, you've given us so many great ideas and takeaways, but as we wrap up, any other takeaways, things that bullet points you want us to really concentrate on? You know, first, you know, like I said, always check with your doctor before you start an exercise program, you know, even as simple as something as walking, especially if you're older, you know, you want to make sure there aren't any issues. Pick a fun place to walk, bring a friend with you, invest in a really good pair of shoes. Don't get caught up in the number just do it. Just get outside and move. And don't worry about trying to do 30 minutes of time or 45 minutes of time. Take those little, we call them um, activity breaks or activity snacks. You know, throw two or three minutes in here or there in between phone calls, in between meetings if you're at work, you know, doing an extra lap, parking further away from uh, the door if you're going out to the grocery store. There's all kinds of ways that you can get in those additional steps don't get stuck on 10,000. It doesn't, if you, if you get there, wonderful, but there are still a lot of great benefits, you know, at 7,800. I think in the research I read 7,800 was kind of like the threshold where the benefits start to level off a little bit, 
But again, it depends on what you're going for. Is it mortality? Is it cancer? Is it dementia? So just, you know, walk and challenge yourself a little bit to walk a little more each day. Well, you said it right uh, in that whole conversation at the end here. Just do it. I'm going to lock that phrase up. I bet we could make millions with that. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I think somebody (laughs) already did. (laughs) See, I'm always behind the curve. Marissa, it's great to see you. Thanks for all the wisdom. Absolutely. Thank you, Chuck. Have a great day. You too. Marissa Jarrett, who's a well-being coordinator and also co-host for Blue Cross's uh, virtual well-being series. We're glad she was with us and we're glad you were here. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, check us out at the newly refreshed ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter, and you can get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet, which you can put right in front of you when you're on your treadmill or bike or something. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app, and just take us for a walk with you. I'm Chuck Gatica. Be well. <laughs>